Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, this is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. This is a uh, a unique situation. I have Jordan Winter, who I've, I've said his name almost on every podcast, me and G Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty. Um, Jordan Winter is here in the studio, the Gloom Tomb in Los Angeles. Um, we're going to break down. There's been a little uh, Instagram, Twitter uh, hoopla uh, over Dan Lebetard and his partner. Um, what's his name? Oh, uh, John Wiener. Stugatz. Right. Real name is John Wiener. All right. So anyway, there's there was a little back and forth about uh, Magic Johnson getting hired. In a nutshell, basically what happened was uh, Lebetard was talking about Magic Johnson being hired and he wasn't qualified. And then I made a tweet uh, saying why uh, uh, how your father. His father, Poppy, the beloved Poppy on his uh, TV show. What's the name of the TV show? Highly questionable. How it's a highly questionable decision to have your father on the show every day. The beloved Poppy. Well, because Dan Levitar went after the beloved Magic Johnson. Anyway, they started talking about that. Started uh, His cronies started saying, I have herpes. I don't. I'm going to break that down. And they also said that I try to be black. But they didn't explain what that means. And they didn't explain what trying to be white means. So Dan Lebetard, ESPN's own, accused me of trying to be black and loving black people, but didn't explain what trying to be black actually is, nor did he explain what trying to be white was, or trying to be Asian, or Puerto Rican, or Cuban, or Russian. But he did say that I try to be black. We're going to get into all that, me and Jordan Winter, on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. All right. We're back. This is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Come from the gloom tomb. And uh, like I told you, <clears throat> is this your first appearance here on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast? 
It is my first appearance. I I like to kind of be in the background. You, you're not one of the you're not one of these producers who's trying to look for like a little come up. No, not at all. I, I'm really happy working with Miles M. Davis. Shout out to Miles M. Davis. Miles uh, Maceo Davis. You guys are just so good on the mic. I mean, you, Gerald, the young shooter when he's on. and Do you, you know, that whole bringing in the producer style, all, all, the, all the bozos that try to like bring in the producer style, that's all like trying to bite off of Howard Stern. Like Howard started that shit with Gary Baba and, uh, you know, the whole staff. And now like all these other chumps, they're just sucking Howard's in originality. So anyway, so let, let's break this down. So this guy, Dan Lebertard, who... I have no real thoughts about like, you know, I, obviously he, he's a prolific uh, sports personality, although maybe I'm wrong. You can help me out here. Uh, J dub is that um, I've never seen Dan Lebertard catch a ball, kick a ball, throw a ball, dribble a ball or hit a ball ever. Fair. I'm, I'm not sure he's ever done that yet. He's talking about people being qualified to run the Lakers. So the whole thing started like this. Last week, Dan Lebitard, and 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 uh, he was on his show, uh, the radio show with him and Stugatz, whose actual name is, what is his real name? Uh, John Wiener. So John Stugatz, his actual name is John Wiener. So we're not calling you Stugatz. We're going to call you John Wiener from Long Island. And I'm, I'm no expert on this, but from the picture that they have on yeah. display for their podcast, um, I mean, Dan Levitard looking like a hipster. Dan Levitard looking like he's eating more cupcakes than he's made jump shots in his life, yet he's on the radio talking every day about sports. And Stugatz laughing, yes man, looking like he's got something on his face, but yet he wants to pop noise. To the Gringo Mandingo. Talking to the Gringo Mandingo. And we're talking about a radio team, famous white people with absolutely no lips. Two of them. Both of them. Not a lip in sight. Two guys, no lips. Could be the new two girls, one cup. Two guys, (laughs) no lips. Could be the 2017 version of two girls, one cup. So anyway, so Lebetard... And then this this was all just like friendly, you know, ESPN sort of sports riffing. He was talking about Magic Johnson, and 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 I hate to do this, but things got a little tenuous. So we're gonna we're gonna fact check and and we're gonna read verbatim what Dan Lebatard was saying about Magic Johnson. Who, and I have a picture that I've never posted. Is is like the closest thing to Santa Claus when it comes to to famous people, sports people. The emotion that Magic Johnson conjures from people is. The second most uh, emotional experience I've seen people and myself have to an athlete is Muhammad Ali and then Magic Johnson. Okay? Magic Johnson is the closest thing that we have to a real-life Santa Claus. So Dan Lebatard, right after uh, Magic was hired by the Lakers to take over basketball operations, Magic, I don't need to go on Magic Johnson's resume. First of all, he's Magic Johnson, so we know his basketball resume. He promised he'd put the Dodgers back to being significant. He promised that the Dodgers were going to get back into championship territory. Now, we know that I'm not a baseball dude, but some of you may or may not be baseball people, but the the Dodgers are contenders again. They've made the playoffs every year since Magic Johnson became the face of the ownership group that bought the Dodgers from Frank McCourt. And now some people might say, well, he doesn't run the team. He's the face of the team. If the Dodgers were shitty since Magic got there, who would take the blame? Magic Johnson. 
Magic Johnson's also done tons of things for the community. Magic Johnson's been a successful businessman. Magic Johnson's basketball career was obviously derailed by a tragic incident when he had the HIV announcement. Let's not forget that. Okay, so uh, Dan Lebatard, a.k.a. the Cupcake Kid, his opinion, and this is all valid, cool, just sports stuff, his opinion on... Uh, his take on Magic Johnson is being uh, hired as president of the Lakers, is, and this is a quote, what you've got here is a testament to the power of fame and a testament to the power of charm. Because Magic Johnson is charming, but Magic Johnson was given a late night television show because he was famous and charming, failed in 11 shows. Magic Johnson was given a head coaching job of the Lakers because he's famous and charming, failed in 16 games. Magic Johnson, not an interesting broadcaster, giving broadcasting opportunity after broadcasting opportunity because he's famous and charming. And now he gets to run the entire Lakers organization because he's famous and charming. That's amazing. So basically he was shitting all over Magic Johnson. And that's his opinion that, you know, whether it's valid or not valid, uh, uh, it, it doesn't make sense. That's all sports banter. But Michael Wilbon uh, of ESPN Elsie Granderson, who is on Sports Nation, who is actually uh, uh, somebody I've known since I'm 21, because people don't know this, but Elsie Granderson, LZ was in my first film, which I'm assuming was his first film. At one point in his life, he was an actor. He was in Zebrahead. Wow. He played uh, uh, the kid in the school who was actually the hardcore Muslim, um, and we were going at it, and we have known each other. Obviously, you know, we haven't stayed in touch all the time, but we've always been cool. We always have that kinship of doing this thing when we were really young. So Elsie Grandison is somebody I know. So first of all, Wilbon came at him in the eloquent way that Mike Wilbon uh, does defending Magic Johnson. And also uh, uh, one other thing that the cupcake kid, Dan Lebitard said about Magic Johnson was that uh, based on his tweets, because when Matt, Phil Jackson was hired, he congratulated him. When Jimmer Fredette was signed to a team, he congratulated, congratulated him. And based on his tweets, he's not qualified to run the Lakers. So, Wilbon, uh, you know, got into it. I think Bomani got into it with uh, the Cupcake Kid, a.k.a. Dan Lebertard, a.k.a. a famous person with zero lips. Um, and, and, and they all had their thing. And then Keyshawn Johnson got into it. And he was saying that the only reason why the Cupcake Kid was saying that was because he was racist. He was accusing him of racism. Right, Go ahead, and then Michael Thompson, who played with Magic Johnson, another ESPN radio personality, son is Clay Thompson, came to Magic's defense. You 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 don't like Magic Johnson because you don't like yourself. It's just it's so convenient because all the people that he wants to bring up, he wants to bring up Bill Parcells from the days of the Miami Dolphins, and Phil Jackson's not doing a great job, and Magic Johnson, he's not going to do a great job, but why don't you bring up other people? Why don't you bring up people who, quote-unquote, cut the line? Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. How about John Elway? How about Mark Jackson? How about Larry Bird? How about Larry Bird? How about Danny Ainge? Doesn't bring up any of that. And that's what Will Bond got him up on him about, is that he only brings up points that are convenient to his argument. And he also said something about no other, like other teams would hire 10 other people besides Magic Johnson. No one would talk to Magic Johnson about a basketball-related job except for the Lakers because no one, everybody knows that Magic Johnson, if he's going to do a basketball-related job, it's only going to be at the Lakers. He's a Laker for life. You are a Twinkie-eating fuckboy. Okay, and, and and what's Stu Gott's real name? Oh, John Wiener. John Wiener from Long Island. Yeah, Port Washington, Long Island, born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Cannot be confirmed or denied that he's ever dribbled a basketball. John Wiener 
From what part of Long Island? Port Washington. Port Washington, Long Island. And I'm assuming, I'm Jewish. John Wiener's a, a Long Island Jew. Most likely. Who, who probably got a Long Island Jew grandparents that moved down to Florida, and that's how he got No disrespect to Long Island Jews. My mom is a Long Island Jew. The, they call him the Long Island Yes Man. The, the Long Island Yes Man and the Cupcake Kid. So anyway, so I tweeted out uh, something just in response to it because he said qualified. My whole thing was he, Levitar was saying about Magic Johnson not being qualified. Now, now, Magic Johnson doesn't need money. Magic Johnson doesn't need a job. Magic Johnson, obviously, his heart is made. His heart pumps purple and gold. Magic Johnson cares about the Lakers. Magic Johnson is set for life. Magic Johnson is a winner. Magic Johnson is a team player. And Magic Johnson is a smart, successful businessman. And Magic Johnson is the closest thing that we actually have to Santa Claus. And the thing is that Jeannie Buss came to Magic about this. Because this, she's smart. Right. And, 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 and I guarantee you this. Magic Johnson and the Lakers will be successful and win titles before Lebetard, his radio show, or his TV show ever wins an Emmy. Yeah. Facts. That's a fact. That's a fact. I, I will guarantee that. I'll go on record saying that on February uh, 20-something, I will guarantee that Magic Johnson and the Lakers will be back in contention for a title way before Lebetard's radio show or his TV show ever win an Emmy. Shout out to Miami. I won it at ESPN for when the Garden was eaten. I might bring it in here for, for this telecast. I wouldn't blame you. The way that they're behaving has been disgraceful. Disgraceful. To not just ESPN, but also to the sports community at large. And Mike, I'm a consumer. I mean, I'm so proud to be a producer of this podcast, but just as a, a sports fan in general, it's been... Honestly, one of the biggest disappointments of my sports fan career to watch how one of the faces of ESPN and his cronies cronies behaved. These yes men producers, quote unquote producers, these are the type of dudes, this guy, uh, Mike Ruiz Ryan, he's a type of dude, if I showed up to do the Dan Lebertard show, he'd stick out his hand and say, Mr. Rapport, can I get you some coffee? And he's he's going around saying like he's so proud that he's a producer. You're not producing shit. Intern. You're an intern. Lucky. Lucky. Intern. You're a friend of a friend who's been sticking around for ten years, and then you're gonna ride this damn Lebetard shit out until the wheels fall off because you ain't going nowhere. I honestly didn't blame Lebetard's man Ruiz for coming to his defense. He's there, and why do you think they came to his defense so vehement? So wait, I said in a tweet. Let me let me get back to what I said in a tweet. So we so we so we get to how they came to the fence and how their little like their two little producers, this other fuckboy Roy Bellamy, who looks like in in his avatar picture looked like he got caught sitting down taking a piss by his mom. I want to play you one on one, Roy, so badly. Roy Bellamy, we're trying to start a GoFundMe to try to get this guy a haircut. A brush, some new Nile, and a wave cap. Here's what I tweeted. <laughs> so my first tweet in response to it was, is this verbatim. Again, hate to fact check. I really do. I'm sorry about this. Please don't judge me, okay? Because as you know, the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast prides itself on being the only non-fact-checking worldwide phenomenon. Dan Lebertard asking why Magic is running Lakers and the rest of the world is asking why his father is on a TV show every day. Who's qualified? Question mark. People like that. People like that. It was a good tweet. When I saw it, I was like, that's funny. Right. I like that's all I thought that that was funny. And then I'm driving to the Clippers game 
and you call me and you said, stay woke. Stay woke. Because keep your head on the silver because motherfuckers started talking greasy. Oh. And then I also said, and then I also said, uh, Dan Lebetard has his father dragging down a TV show daily and he's asking about Magic Johnson's qualifications to run the Lakers. GTFOH, which I realize means get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Don't play yourself. So I was saying this. My point was this. Dan Lebetard is, is, uh, can run his show the way he wants to run his show. Absolutely. Okay. And obviously... When I'm talking about his father, I'm talking about the character. I'm not talking about <coughs> a personal soul on his father because I'm sure his father is a great father. I don't get personal. It's Twitter. <coughs> but what I was saying is, is that after however many years of having Poppy as a character on the show, it's like bobbing for apples watching Poppy. Every now and then it's funny and he comes up with an apple. It's like a blind man swinging for wiffle balls like if you keep swinging at a wiffle ball and it's pitched slowly the blind man will hit the wiffle ball now they came into the little thing of him doing hip-hop jokes like he'll recite hip-hop jokes oh yeah it's cute it's funny like step and fetch it was also funny right like step a lot of people thought step and fetch it was funny except for step and fetch it you know we're doing it because that's the only opportunity like somebody didn't drag their father out there to do like a step and fetch it act it's just so bizarre to me that his father's the comic relief. Like, you can't do it on your own? Well, no, because Dan is not funny, but he laughs at his own jokes. If you, if you notice that you listen to Dan Lebertard on the radio, he laughs at his own jokes, which is cardinal sin number one of comedy. Let the audience dictate whether it's funny or not. Don't, like, he's always got this, hey, like he's saying something and he's laughing. You're leading the witness. Objection. If you're in court, Johnny Cochran is like, objection. Objection. Yeah. You're leading the witness. I mean, personally, he's not my taste. And it stinks because ever since Colin Cowherd left ESPN, him and John Wiener took over that radio slot. And being in Los Angeles... John Wiener, a.k.a. Stugatz. A.k.a. Stugatz. John fucking Wiener. Yeah, John Wiener. John Wiener is on the radio trying to talk shit about me, the gringo man dingo. Yeah, talking real greasy. Talking real greasy. And if I saw John Wiener, yo, I'm saying S.O.S., I'm, I'm talking about like smack on site. John Wiener, Mike Ryan Ruiz, Roy Bellamy. I'm talking about SOS. I don't blame you. Because then the whole thing got into some other shit. So this dude, Mike Ruiz Ryan, got into it because they couldn't talk shit to Wilbon. They couldn't talk shit to Bomani. They couldn't talk shit to Elsie Grandison. They couldn't talk shit to Keyshawn. I'm sensing a trend. Why is that? I'm not sure. But they talked real greasy to you, real fast. Real fast. They started talking about, first it's like, oh, you, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you're, you're, you're acting this, you're, you're, you're bartender, like your bartender and Sully. Yo, let me, let me break this down. When Clint Eastwood offers you a part, you just say where and when. Right. That's what I don't you're understand. Trying to, you, these dudes trying to demean me, like they, they haven't been 25-year fans of my acting, my directing, my whole style. My whole program. You acting like you haven't been on my dick. Yeah. Levit- your whole crew. Levitard. Your whole crew. John, Ruiz, Ryan, Roy, Bellamy. You act like you haven't been fucking with me, watching my shit. And then uh, you, you act like you don't know who I am. Like you're trying to yeah. demean me. Then he said, oh, Rappaport was in a movie with Triple H. This Ryan Ruiz fuckboy. Yeah. What Ryan are you Ruiz doing? Fuck, no, Ryan Ruiz fuckboy. I'm going to tell you this, Ryan Ruiz fuckboy. You I suck. I got paid more money. Then you get paid in two years for doing a movie with Triple H, yet you pay 
your own money to go see professional wrestling. You're a grown man that goes to see professional wrestling sans any kids. You're a grown man that pays to see wrestling, yet I got money. I got paid real money to be in a movie with a wrestler. You know my style. You know my... I'm not going through the list of shit that you've seen, that you watched, that you laid in bed with your wife or your girlfriend or your side piece or whatever the fuck you got watching my shit for years. You took your girl on dates to see Higher Learning Trick. You love my style. You've been on my dick. You want to be me. I don't understand. I don't understand. These guys acting like... They don't know you. They, of course they know Acting me. like they're getting so defensive. Okay, I understand. Lebetard, you probably got under his skin a little bit for the poppy comment for a half a second. Probably. Yo, let me tell you something. No disrespect to his father, but as a character on the show, it's hit and miss. And they'll say, well, it's the most popular show. Maybe it's the most popular slot. <laughs> I did that show on teleprompter promoting the Tribe Called Quest movie. These guys were all on my dick for the Tribe Called Quest movie. They were also... On the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast just weeks ago. That's what I was saying. For the Steven well, Jackson interview. That's what I was saying this weekend. These producers, they're talking noise, yet Highly Questionable was one of the only shows that actually shouted out the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast for the Steven Jackson interview. And, and, and when he means only shows that shout out, like they specifically said and they complimented yeah. the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, me and the interview. Right. Yet you want to act like you don't know me? And the producer, who do you think set that up? The producer of the show, Roy Bellamy. Now, no one knows who the fuck I'm talking about. We're going to get to why I keep name dropping Roy Bellamy, who looks like he's never used an iron. He's got his avatar picture. Shame on you, Roy Bellamy. Get a fucking iron. When we're doing the GoFundMe to get him a whole hair kit to fit his, fix his wig, we're going to send in a free iron. That's going to be on me. I'm going to get him an iron because his shirt, his shirt is busted. And he, he just looks like shit. Gracious. And you know what's so wild about this whole thing? You know, Lebetard, he says... No, you mean the Cupcake Kid. The Cupcake Kid. Before the weekend, he puts out a tweet being like, oh, this is great. There's a feud between Poppy and Michael Rappaport. Right, making it seem like I was going after his father, who's obviously beloved because he's a cute character on a show. Yeah, and then what happens? <laughs> then his fuckboy producer friends, well, I'll play you one-on-one, two-on-one. They don't want that. Come on, you want to? Let's, let's go. Oh, and he also said that I'm begging to be on the jump. Yeah. This is in his tweets. This is an ESPN producer saying, your career sucks so bad, that's why you're begging to be on the job. Oh, I'm yeah. not going into the to the reality of it, but this is on Twitter. You're talking Greek. You're talking reckless. Yeah, because when we were in New Orleans and you introduced me, Gerald, Miles, to Rachel Nichols, yeah, she really seemed like you guys weren't good friends. Yeah, I'm, I'm begging to be on the jump. Yeah, seriously. I'm yeah. begging to be on the jump. You're get, a 10-year intern, a coffee getter. Yeah, get your facts straight. These guys... Why don't you... I asked this guy, I said, why don't you tell the world... What Bomani Jones wants on his tuna melt every day. Because you make that motherfucking tuna melt. Absolutely. I said, why don't you tell the world what Bomani, Dan Lebertard, and Poppy want in their smoothie. Because you make smoothies for these motherfuckers every day, producer. Hey, speaking of Poppy, you know, it's really kind of bizarre that these, <clears throat> these grown men were coming to the defense of the Cupcake Kid like he's their Poppy. Right. Daddy. So then somehow or another, so they're like trying to insult me as my, my, an actor, which, which I know is a joke. Everybody knows that's a joke. And, I, and, and I've gotten to it like a place because I've done so much stuff with sports that people are like, why do you do that? And they might not pay attention. Like they might not be aware of, you know, the actors. And I'm not going into any of the actors because my acting shit is my acting shit. Your pedigree is there. 
They, they know my pedigree. It's ridiculous. We, they, they, they know my pedigree. That's why they're, they're picking. Yo, I, I've been, I, I'll say it myself. I've been in a bunch of good movies and I've been in a bunch of whack movies, but the paycheck's always clear. Right. So then what happened, what that really pissed me off was there's, a, there's like a, a five or six pictures, I guess, of me during a period of time where I had this like scab below my chin. And you haven't talked about this. I, I didn't ever talk about it. But I'm explaining it to you. I remember this, and this is actually <coughs> what got me most upset. And it got me pissed off too. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna act like it didn't piss me off. And I said, Stugatz, do not call him herpes face like Mike and Roy have been doing all weekend. I feel like that's Whoa. a bad look oh for God. him, hey. for them, and the show. Objection! Right? Hold on, call the hold herpes on. face. And you I get, had like one herpes tweet. You could throw me under the bus, Bill, because I threw you under the bus. I agreed with the the herpy jokes. I I didn't disagree with you. I, I felt like maybe it was a bad look for the show. That's what you said. You said I don't disagree, which is not really saying anything. It's right. just kind of confusing, non-comment. I didn't want you to feel alone. I mean, I didn't feel alone. I just I, I feel like don't call someone herpes face multiple times. I mean, it was a big red splotch. What if it was like skin lip. cancer or something? He that's what he was saying actually. Uh, yeah. Okay. So in the picture, it looks like I got like a cut. Uh, an infection, or if you want to pop shit, a herpes. Now, let me tell you what that was from. I talk a lot about my sunblock. I talk about skin cancer. I've talked about my little stuff with skin cancer. I had a little lesion below my chin. I once had one on my uh, my lip. I had them on my forehead. I got well, like a scar here. I got it on my hand. Very, very pale. Talk about skin protection all the time. Bill Burr doesn't wear sunblock. Um, I do. I sleep with sunblock on. So I had to get this lesion removed. The lesion got infected because of this medication that I was taking. The doctors were like, this, go, go, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this going on for months? This is when I was shooting the Ed Byrne show, Public Malls. I was at work. They had to like do crazy makeup. <coughs> oh. nothing, no, nothing to be ashamed of, but frustrating because it was like it wouldn't heal. This was like literally nine months. It wouldn't heal. This dude started saying, and he, this dude, Michael Ryan Ruiz, or Michael Ruiz Ryan. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Started saying, herpes this, you got herpes that. Out of bounds. And then all this shit. And, and, then, I, and then I started thinking, I, I don't really like that. Because I can't defend myself about that because I've never explained it. And I was also saying, why would I? And all the pictures are paparazzi pictures. Now, I don't give a fuck. I, I truly don't give a fuck. People around me say, you should give a fuck more. I didn't give a fuck. Obviously, I didn't like the, the, the fact that I had this lesion on my face that got infected for months. Literally, I think it was like a nine-month thing. Yeah, it was going on for a while. <clears throat> and, and it looked crazy. But I went to, you know, events. I went out, lived my life, and people took pictures. Paparazzi take pictures. Oh, but they only take pictures of me because I'm a nobody. Oh, yeah, a red carpet nobody. Yeah, I'm, just a, I'm a red carpet nobody. But then he was saying, you got herpes, you got this. Okay, so, and I said, why would I, if I had, you ever seen anybody go out with, Pictures of themselves with herpes. And if, who gets herpes on the chin? And if I had herpes, you think I would let myself get photographed? If I had something to be ashamed of, you think I would let myself get photographed over and over again? Fuck no. And then I got a text from my lawyer who said, yo, do you have herpes? And I said, no. He goes, well, you know that if this guy is saying you have herpes, that's defamation. Absolutely. And I said, how so? He said, well, you fill out physicals. You fill out insurance claims every time you do an acting job. I said, yeah. And one of the questions they ask you, your height, your weight, have you had six, do you, do you alcohol, are you going to work on another job, are you performing your own stunts, this, that, basically like a basic health check, do you have herpes? The reason why they ask you if you have herpes is because you'll kiss people on screen. Absolutely. I'm doing a Netflix show, Jennifer Jason Lee right now shooting it. Oh, but you don't work. No, I don't work. I don't work. I, got, I live in a shitbox. Yeah, totally. Gloom tomb, 
shit box. My, Michael Ryan Ruiz, I guarantee you my garage is bigger than his whole crib. No doubt. But I don't work. But that's not beside the point. You don't work. If he's saying you have herpes, that's defamation because you're doing your show. You, you, you kiss other actors. There's actually kids on my show. They play my, do- my daughter's son. We hug, we kiss like father and son. That's defamation. I was like, oh, okay. Right. You want to pop shit? I look at the whole thing as snapping. And the way I came up, we, 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 we don't have to explain. I grew up in the streets of New York. When I really got into my snap shit, it was when I was in Harlem and Brownsville. People snap. Color is not an issue. Race is not an issue. You big nose, hook nose, Jew cocksucker. You know, look at your nose, your bell pepper nose this. And we go on and on and on and on. But race isn't an issue. I'm not like, you can't say, um, oh, you're, you're so white, uh, white Mike, blah, 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 blah. We're in the streets. We're snapping. That's, that's called, that's, that's Joneses. That's snapping. You talk shit. So they want to start popping shit about my looks. Boom. Keyboard karate. Keyboard karate. Like I said, if I saw Roy Bellamy, Dan Lebitard, John Wiener, or Mike Ryan Ruiz, they would stick their hand out. And they're acting as though you're going to get in trouble for this when they're the ones who are defaming the name. Defaming the name, saying I'm begging for jobs on ESPN. And then you see my Twitter, you see my Instagram. There's all kinds of wild shit on there. Yeah. You I got in my DMs a mashup photo <laughs> of Roy Bellamy. A mashup photo. I've posted tons of mashup photos. A lot of them are Trump. Trump with a nutsack. It's obviously not Trump's nutsack. Phil Kramer. We all know the artist. You can tell by the work. This is nothing new. And it said, is this your man Roy? Boom, I popped it up there. And it had Roy looking fucked up in the game. Right. Had him looking distorted, all crazy with his shit. And it was a mashup of probably two or three other people. And then they're like, this is racist. Oh. This is, you're racist. Yeah. This yeah. is racist. Michael Rapport is racist. And, and, and then uh, Bomani Jones was like, why is this still up? Sarah Spain was like, this is so offensive. And then some other punk little twerp was on there going, why would Rachel Nichols and ESPN still give this guy jobs? Why would they? He's racist. This is like they're pop putting shit up like I have heard saying to the world. I have herpes. Right. Which they've deleted all these tweets now, oh, by the deleted. way. Deleted. Deleted all this shit. Yeah, and they know that they stepped out of bounds. I heard you yesterday. I heard you on the local radio station. We heard them on their podcast, which we're going to play clips from. So then on the most recent, or one of the most recent podcasts of Lebitard, produced by this fuckboy, Ryan Ruiz, co-hosted by John Wiener from Long Island, who calls himself Stugatz. Yes Man from Long Island? Yeah, the Yes Man from Long Island. uh, Whatever you say, sir. (laughs) They started talking greasy on their show about me live on the air. I can't believe it. I, I and Dan Lebitore, one of the things that he said on there was this. If the only real collateral damage of my quote-unquote race controversy that made me a racist last week gets Michael Rappaport banned from ESPN for actual racism, that's amazing. Like that's that is performance art. It's like woo. That's like playing with race, and then ta da! Like white guy who really loves black people, like really loves black people in a way that he does a tribe called Quest documentary, and kind of seems like he wants to be black. I think he said that I act like I want to be black. What the fuck does that mean, Dan Lebitore? I want. 
I want to be black. I'm, I like to act black. He said I like to act black. The same guy who's not racist. What does that mean, act black? What Dan Lebertard, what does that mean to act black? Why, why don't you like Magic Johnson as, as a basketball analyst? You think he, the way he spoke, you didn't like his accent? You don't like that Michigan a- accent, that Lansing accent? Just points out all of his flaws. What does that mean, Dan Lebertard, a.k.a. the Cupcake Kid, that I act black? What does, what does that mean to act black? What do you act? Do you act Cuban? You're, you're, you're Cuban, right? Dan Lebertard's Cuban. Do you yeah. act Cuban or do you not act Cuban? Do you hate, do you hate being Cuban? Do you, are you trying to act white? What is acting white? If you're saying I'm acting black, what is acting Cuban? What is acting black? And what does acting Puerto Rican mean? I want Dan Lebertard to explain himself. What does acting black mean? I cannot wait till this shit catches fire. You try to talk shit about me. Try to say I, I'm trying to act black. Get the fuck out of here, you fat fuck. They also said this. I certainly don't want to talk to him. I know. That's another thing. Talk like, the more, to him. No, the, the more attention we give it, the more he's going to want to be on the show. And you can ask Allison. I've never wanted him on the show. Why would you talk to him? Well, I got ESPN people texting me with his telephone number saying that he wants to talk. And I'm like, well. I talked to my guy at ESPN. He was like, oh, this whole thing. I said, yo, I want to call into the show. Talk about it. Not I want to be on this. I don't need to be on that fucking whack-ass show. I've done every single radio show at ESPN. Some of them I've asked to be on. Some of them they've asked me to be on. It's always like, we want him on. Okay, I'll come on. Why have I never been on Dan Lebertard's show? Because shit is garbage. 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 I've been on practically every single radio show at ESPN at their request. And all the fans are like... Why would I never go on Dan Lebertard? Because you're, you're, you're whack, Duke. You're a cornball who laughs at his own jokes. And, these, <laughs> and, and, and then the guy's like, well, I never wanted him on the show. Nobody wants to be on that whack shit. These fans, like their whole defense is every time you were going back to them this weekend, they were like, you just don't get the show. You don't get the show. Is it, is it Dostoevsky? Is it, is it Shakespeare? You don't get Shakespeare. The Dan Lebertard shows, and there's nothing to get. That shit is not even basic. I'm not a regular listener. I, I never listen to that I'm not shit. A, I'm not a big fan. I've watched enough Highly Questionable. I've listened to enough of the Dan Lebertard show. I've seen Stu Gatz. I've seen you fill You in. said Stu Gatz. Call him John Wiener. John Wiener. I've seen you on Around the Horn. I've seen Dan Lebertard filling in for Mike Wilbon on PTI, which is why he wouldn't want to pop shit. I don't know, Rap. This whole thing stinks to me. This whole thing really stinks that they came at you and they wouldn't come at anybody else. Nobody else. They wouldn't come at Michael Wilbon, Keyshawn, Elsie Granderson. And then I also saw on the internet that the Cupcake Kid, the Beignet Bandit, when the things got out of hand, you texted Marcellus Wiley to yeah. try to help clean things up. For what? Offended by Elsie Granderson's take. Do you think Elsie Granderson, because he's very articulate, doesn't want to be black? Do you think Elsie Granderson is trying to be white? You said that I am trying to be black. What is Elsie Granderson trying to be? What is Michael Wilbon trying to be? And what are you trying to be, fat boy? What are you trying to be? You hate yourself? And why you got your father up there? Like the loopy, let this man rest. Like the loopy blogger said, let him rest. Let him chill. Don't he have some grandkids? Or you don't have any kids? Did your mother beg you to stop the cycle? And then they're talking about, Michael Rappaport is dead. Michael Rappaport will never work at ESPN. Says who, fat boy? 
if we set odds on this at the beginning, when you said what you said about Magic, and we said someone, there's going to be a casualty here. What are the odds you get on that? On Rappaport? There's going to be a yes. race casualty here. Put up a prop board bet like a Deadpool. Put up a Deadpool. Who's going to lose their job? Like, right. Who's going <laughs> to... I mean, you'd get 8 million to 1 odds. Like, wait, what? Serious value with Rappaport. Like, like what? <laughs> You're claiming... That I don't, I'm not going to work at ESPN? Let me tell you something. If I'm going down, the whole shit's burning down. If I'm going down, we're talking about defamation case. You think I'm, fu- you, sue me for, you're racist? You? You, you just said that you think that I want to be black. We hodgepodged your boy Roy Bellamy. He looks fucked up no matter whatever way you do it. They don't even let that guy on the radio. Roy Bellamy? Barely. He chimes in every once in a while. Michael well, Ryan. He, he, he sounds like he looks like he probably got a meek voice. He looks like he's, he's he looks like he is scared to death. For His sure. His avatar picture. He looks like he spooked like the Flash spooked him. For sure. Taking shots at an easy target. Coming at somebody that you know everything about. Everything about. I guarantee you, Roy Bellamy has watched my movies with his wife. I guarantee you, Roy Bellamy's family. His cousins, his friends, they know all my shit. Trying to act like I don't do this, I don't do that. You don't know me. You know my whole style, Roy Bellamy. You're a cornball. And these guys, these guys laughing and giggling like they're going to end my career. Play, play that again. Michael Rappaport is done at ESPN. I'm guessing. I don't know that, but he didn't do that much. These things are all about value. How much value do you have to the company? Not enough to be putting up racist stuff on Twitter. <laughs> You, you, you're you laughing and giggling like like you, you nobodies. If I shat my pants and dropped dead, that shit in my pants on my dead body would be more relevant than anything you did in your whole life. Your whole crew laughing and giggling. You're going to end my career. Get the fuck out of here. And you said you excuse Keyshawn's behavior. Who the fuck are you? No one needs your excuse, Lebatard. The only person who needs your excuse is you to double fist ice cream pints, you fat fuck you. Keyshawn Johnson doesn't give a shit about whether you excuse his behavior. Keyshawn Johnson would smack fire out of your ass. He knows that. He knows that. Keyshawn isn't about that life with you, Levitard. He's not happy with you. No, you're you're corny. It's just so wild to And me. then you want to talk that racist shit. The, there's three the, things that they did that were out of bounds. The racism... The defamation of character. The def- the herpes thing. The de- you mean the defamation of character? The defamation of character. Saying that I'm saying that I beg for work on ESPN. Right. And I'm an ESPN employer. That's co- that's a fact. Yeah, you're on SportsCenter a lot. Yes, and when I'm on SportsCenter, the shit goes viral. You're on the. I jump. bring the noise, and I, I bring the noise. You just did the jump at All Star Game. There's all these different personalities that are down there. You think they just let anybody off the street come on? All the professional players. You know what it is? Because Mike Ryan Ruiz is like, oh, they're like, oh, he's he's cutting the line. No, because you're you're corny. You're not doing shit. If Dan Lebertard lost his job, you'd be on the side of the road with a yo. I'm trying to feed my family. Sign. You'd have that shit with a sharpie. Keep le- that Sharpie in your pocket because you're, you're just one step away. You're a producer. Where's your Producers Guild card? I got a Producers Guild award for the Tribe Called Quest movie that I guarantee you, you saw and you own the DVD. Your girl saw. Roy Bellamy saw it with his wife. You don't know me. You know exactly who I am. I'm guessing many people here don't even know who Michael Rappaport is. 
Uh, what are his most famous roles? Uh, he was in True Romance, wasn't he? As like Brad Pitt's uh, yes, uh, dopey friend. And I, I don't know what his most famous roles are. He's been in Spike Lee movies. He was in Hitch, I think. Was he in a Spike Lee movie? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And then the third thing that was out of bounds is them talking about this rest in peace, ending right. his career. Right. Where do you, you want to end my career? Where do you get off? Where do you get the nerve that you have any power to do that type of thing? I, I mean, honestly, Mike, I think that these guys, they just they're on a power trip. Right. They they have there's nobody in Miami who is going to try to curb these guys because nobody in Miami knows anything about sports. No. How many diehard Miami Heat fans are there? No, they left game six. How many diehard Miami Dolphin fans are there? How many diehard Miami Marlin fans are there? The lowest attendance in the league. What was it? It was game six versus Spurs when they left to go to the EDM club and cut up that bath salt? Ray Allen from the corner. Ray Allen from the corner, and you were at the EDM club. Trying to get back inside. You were at Live. Everybody in the crowd has a white silk shirt. Exactly. And they're, they're feeling themselves so hard right now because the Heat are the hottest team in basketball. Please. Yeah. We okay. know how that's going to wind up. Yeah. Okay. And uh, John Wiener actually thinks that if Miami got the eight seed, they would give the Cavs a run for their money. Right. Yeah, let's see how that's going to turn John out. John Wiener, I'll give you a run for your money. I don't blame you, man. And, and John Wiener, I'll give you the Wonder Bread bag and olive oil treatment. Look it up. Look it up. The I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattress, an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. You could try a Casper mattress for 100 nights risk-free in your home. If you do not love it, they will pick it up and refund you everything. With over 20,000 reviews online and an average of 4.8 stars, Casper is quickly becoming the Internet's most popular mattress. They have sheets. They have pillows. They even have doggy beds. Go to Casper.com. Save $50 towards any mattress purchased by visiting www.casper.com forward slash Rappaport. Use the promo code Rappaport. Try a Casper mattress 100 nights risk-free in your home. If you don't love it, they will pick it up and refund you everything. Go to www.casper.com forward slash Rappaport. to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it see i am rapport stereo podcast we got anything more to add with these dudes thanks for having me yo you know where to find me me too you know where to find me you want to kill on the show live you know where to find me you know what i look like when you see me make sure you introduce yourself to me ryan ruiz and roy bellamy don't be shy I'm looking for action, all right? And we, we, you could get an up-close-and-personal look at my face, my herpes, my nutsack, all of it. Anyway, that's it, man. We're going to see how the chips uh, fall where they fall. I have no problem explaining it to anybody about anything about race. My feelings about race talked about it endlessly here on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Try to come for the gringo man, Dingo. Try to come for the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Try to defame the name, defame the game. Trying to get retweets and pop shit at my expense. 
the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast with the first ever Jordan Winter. You've heard the name. You Now you've heard the voice. Uh, he's a lady's choice. See Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Jordan, thanks for helping me break this down. Thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, we'll be back with more and more hits. Shout out to uh, Nice and Smooth. <laughs>